0: Welcome to the Official Jets Podcast. Eric Allen alongside Leje Duzable. We are presented by Winbet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at Winbet Leger. So many things to get to as yeah. we approach week two. Jets and Patriots at MetLife Stadium. Should we start with the injuries, though?
1: Man, a lot took a lot of took a lot of bullets this past weekend, huh?
0: So on the offensive side of the ball. Makai Becton, a foundational piece up front. Goes down with the knee injury. Going to be out at least four to six weeks. Mm. What does that mean for a Jets team that struggled in protection against the Panthers in week one? Zach Wilson sacked six times, went down on 10 occasions.
1: Yeah, it tests the depth early, EA. When you got a guy like Makai Becton, your first round pick from two years ago, the left tackle goes down. It's a good thing that Joe D signed Morgan Moses, right? It's a lot of times that that third offensive tackle people don't understand this and and why they get paid as well as they do is because most likely that third tackle throughout the season is going to play, whether it's in you go heavy with a tight end you bring him in into block or one of your tackles go down. So it's almost like a a backup quarterback, why they get paid so well, because if the starting guy goes down, you have to have a reliable guy backup and it's going to take this uh, offensive line time to gel. And we saw remnants of that in week one, Um, not, communicating well with twist games um, in the run game, not really setting the line of scrimmage and, and getting to the next level, getting the linebackers linebackers are free coming downhill from the Panthers. But that's what happens when guys have been injured. Like Makai Beckton's missed some time with injury. That's right. George Fent has missed some time. Elijah Vera Tucker missed mostly all the training camp. Didn't get any preseason work. So it's going to take time for these guys to gel because when you're talking about passing off pass rush games, it's about trusting the man next to you knowing what he's going to do. And the only way to do that is if you get reps with each other. So they have to continue to get reps. Um, Hopefully it gets better before it gets worse because Bill Belichick is coming to town and he's going to use a lot of that, those twist games, those five-man pressures. You know, New England is synonymous with going man coverage. So he's going to blitz the ball. He's going to blitz Zach Wilson. And that's what he does to rookie quarterbacks. He blitzes them and gives them something they're not used to seeing.
0: All right, so we do have the aforementioned Morgan Moses coming up on the official pod. So we'll get to talk to him about what is going on up front. But break that down, man. You are a defensive lineman. Talk about the twists and the stunts and the trust because Robert Sala emphasized this week that it wasn't just the offensive line who was having issues. He looked at everybody across the board, including the coaching staff.
1: Yeah, it, it comes down to everybody, right? The coaching staff, the offensive line, the running back, knowing where to mm-hmm. slide and protect is monumental in this offense. And then when I talked about gelling and trusting the guy next to you, so on those twist games, we call those a Tom stunt. It's where one defensive tackle penetrates in the A-gap from the B gap, ricochets off the center, and then tries to go up to the quarterback while the other offense I mean, while the other defensive tackle who's lined up on the center. Well, by his eyes, right? By his eyes, get him to look this way while the other guy hits him in the side and then he wraps. So when that happens, as an offensive line, you got to know whether you want to man that or pass that off. So rule of thumb is any guy that penetrates, you have to get hands on him and redirect him, right? You don't want to get him to have penetration and get up the field. So as a guard, if a guy's crossing your face to go pick the center, you have to put violent hands on him and knock him across the center face. That way the center has time to not only touch the, the nose tackle in front of him, but then redirect to the other guy. Or you just man block that. So when the guy goes to slant inside, the guard just takes him and mans him, puts hands on him and grabs him. That way the center grabs the nose and he can't wrap around. These are things that you have to work on as an offensive so, line. But
0: what are they doing this week in practice? Because you talk yeah. about trust.
1: The good thing here
0: with the Becton injury, if there is any silver lining, is you just mentioned it, Becton hasn't practiced a lot of late. Yeah. Fant switches over to the left side. You got Morgan Moses at right tackle, but Elijah Barrett Tucker, Connor McGovern, Greg Van Roten. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do during the practice week to simulate what's going to happen against the Patriots?
1: Well, you have to you have to work that right as a scout team. You talk to them, you sit them down, and say, "This is the look we need because this is what we're going to get Sunday. We need you to do it exactly like this." And then the communication has to be there. So you walk through this an individual and then you pick it up and do it at maybe full speed and individual with guys. It won't be as fast because offensive linemen aren't moving as fast as defensive tackles. But the scout team is monumental this week. If you're on the Jets scout team on defense, running those pick pick plays, those twist plays, you have to make it game speed so the offensive line can get the communication down. Know exactly what I what I need to do. McGovern at center needs a t- to say, Alert, you know, alert the twist that's coming right here. And if you're the guard, if you're, you know, Van Ryan, or if you're Elijah Vera Tucker, mm-hmm. talking to them, letting them know, hey, we're gonna man it. If they, if he spikes in, you take him, or not, get a hand on him and shove him in, in front of my face, and I'll pass it off to you. It's, it's, it comes down to communication. You got to have the communication down right.
0: Jets have to run the football better. Right. Everybody in the building will say that. How do they get Zach Wilson going a little bit quicker? We saw the rookie. No in the second half really getting in a comfort zone He was making plays inside the pocket and outside the pocket unfortunately for the jets a little bit too much too late
1: yeah and you said it EA, run the ball you have to run the ball effectively and the offensive line has to take this personal right they struggled in protection and they didn't really get to run the ball effectively they had a few good runs in the second half but the way to get a rookie quarterback comfortable in the offense is run the ball keep them ahead of the chains Second and four, second and five. Don't have him in second and ten. Don't have him in third and ten. Run the ball. And then Michael Four has to do a better job, too, of scheming things up to make Zach Wilson comfortable. And he did that halfway through the third and in the fourth quarter. Running some bootlegs, getting him on the edge, using some of that mobility and that arm strength that he has. Run the ball effectively. That way, play action and the bootlegs are effective. And then something that he did all preseason that we didn't see was the speed sweep. That is so... Pivotal and monumental in his offense. We saw it plenty of times with Jeff Smith, Vincent Smith during the preseason. We didn't run one during the game. I think that we only saw, I only saw maybe one motion one time with Jeff Smith during the game versus the Panthers. Run that speed sweep because that buys eyes of the linebacker, right? It really, really tests your discipline on defense and, and your keys because when a guy's coming across the formation, he's going to buy everybody's eyes right away. Right. So off of that, you still run your, your zone play and off of that, you can run your boot. You can even run your tight end screen, which Michael Ford did try to run one time, but it happened to be an all out zero, zero uh, cover zero man blitz. So it's kind of hard to run that when seven guys are coming to blitz you, but continue to do those things. Run the ball effectively. Run some of that speed sweep. Get Zach Wilson comfortable in the offense. Stay ahead of the change. Second and five, second and four. Don't have him in second and ten. And then. Don't abandon the run, even if it's not working right away. What
0: did you like most about Wilson? And we saw that connection with Corey Davis again. That's going to be something that I think is there throughout the year. I would make the argument right now that Davis is the
1: best receiver the
0: Jets have had, perhaps, since Brandon Marshall 2015.
1: I would probably have to agree with that. And and the thing is, like that connection has gotten better and better and better. And I know people were worried about it in the beginning of training camp because he had a real rapport with EJ Moore. And everybody was forgetting that Corey Davis was the big prize free agent on offense. And I told people last week, I was like, if you're in fantasy, Corey Davis is a guy you might want to look at because the rapport he's built up with Zach Wilson the last few weeks has shown well. And we saw a little bit of that on Sunday, right? And what I saw from Zach Wilson, I saw grit. I saw fight. He was beat up, battered, knocked down the first half. And, you know, a lot of talent evaluators, a lot of players around the league were like, well, this kid didn't get touched at BYU. But that's not true. If you look at his film the year before, he was actually hurt. He got beat up against the game versus USC. Last year, you know, they played some inferior competition at BYU. But he he was hit a few times. But what I love was when he got knocked down, he got back up. And he fought that second half. I mean, you're talking about two drives. I think one was a 10-play drive and one might have been an 8-play drive. This guy got the ball out of his hands. He was doing the things that we saw in preseason. Getting the ball out of his hands, being decisive, you know, going – the first he wasn't there, getting to the second ring, getting it out of his hands, and I think, like I said, Mike like did a better job of making him more comfortable in the system and his rapport with Corey Davis. And we saw it, right, pocket breaks down, he rolls out to the right. Mm-hmm. Those are absolute darts to Corey Davis. And then what I liked him in the pocket on that outright on the out route um, in the fourth quarter to Corey Davis for the touchdown. It was good coverage by J. C. Horn, but it,
0: it was, was a on better the outside, throw. Only spot it, where.
1: It, it, A better throw by Zach Wilson. I mean, you love to see a rookie quarterback bounce back like that.
0: Yeah. Listen, that throw was great. I mean, that just showcased his accuracy from the pocket. In the first touchdown throw, to Corey Davis, great play by both of those guys. Because no quarterback in the NFL, you know this better than anybody, likes likes to have pressure up the middle. He avoids the pressure up the middle, goes to his right, and he just flicks it. It, it covered, they say, 26 yards. That ball was in the air 40. Yards.
1: It looked like it was in the air for about 40, 45 <laughs> yeah, yards. Right. And, and again, great job by Corey Davis, right? Working, Knowing, his, way across working the field. his way across the field. Pocket breaks down. Your quarterback needs an outlet. I'm the guy. I'm your veteran guy. I'm going to roll out to the sideline and be available for you. And he did a great job breaking off to the right and Zach Wilson Solomon and just throws a laser beam. Like you said, it flicked, he flicked the ball, but it came out of his hand like a, a fastball. And was able, you know, to score a touchdown right there,
0: okay. So, what is he facing against the Patriots? No, Stephon Gilmore, yeah. so the Jets get somewhat of a break there. JC Jackson, very good cornerback himself, Dante Hightower back yeah. in the lineup, Matthew, Kyle Judon. yeah, Kyle Van Noy, yeah. Um, so they got a lot of players on defense, and that's a defense that feeds off their communication,
1: yeah, definitely. And this week. You're going to see a lot of man coverage on the outside. But now will Corey Davis be followed by JC Jackson? I'm not sure because Jonathan Jones is a good young player Mm -hmm. too. And uh, both of these guys, I think in the beginning of the game will start left and right. Usually if anybody would follow anybody, it'd be Steph Gilmore, but he's on Pope won't be back till after week six. So I think Bill is going to play them left and right. Now, if Corey Davis start hasn't start having some success and he has it on Jonathan Jones, then he might move over and put JC Jackson on him one-on-one. But, Zach Wilson, his offense is going to see a ton of blitzes. Like we know the history of what Bill Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks. He blitzes them. He plays man coverage. He takes away your first read. He's going to do something unexpected that Zach Wilson hasn't seen. And he just has to be able to adapt and be ready for that. Get off that first read quick. Get to that second and third read. Get the ball out of your hands and be accurate. And when he has done that in the past, and he did it, in the second half, more specifically in the fourth quarter, being able to get off that first read, get to the second read, that fourth and 10 pass of Braxton Berrios with the game on the line, on that crossing route with an all-out zero pressure man blitz coming to you, that that's a big-time throw. Like, a lot of quarterbacks would have faltered under those conditions. And how about Salah going for it, too? You know, I, I feel think like he had to right there. No, though. <laughs> I,
0: I understand. But I think some people might have been really conservative there. How many minutes were on the clock? Five, I don't know if it's five minutes, six minutes. I can't remember. But uh, yeah. I, I got to go back to Jesus right now and check that out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you had to if you want to win the if game. If you want but, a chance to win the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're down, what, 11 points in that yeah. situation. But I've seen guys punt before. Oh, uh, 100%. Situation.
1: But it, it shows the mantra, right? All yeah. gas, no brakes. We're going to continue to fight. We're going to bring that energy. And it also shows that they're giving this team to Zach Wilson, right? Yep. It's because they trust the quarterback to make a play, and he did make a play. All
0: right, so <laughs> the official Jets podcast is presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at Win Bet. LeJay, I know you want to talk about the receivers. We yeah. broke down Corey Davis a little bit. Braxton Berrios, mentioned him. Five catches. Jameson Crowder, it is expected that he will return to the lineup this week. Yeah. That will be critical I think for the young quarterback and this offense Keelan Cole we're taping on Tuesday right now he's got a knee injury day-to-day was a game day inactive last week um what do you want to see as far as personnel packages at the receiver position
1: yeah I mean it's great if Jamison Crowder comes back you talk about a veteran guy one of the best slot receivers in the league that can be a safety blanket for Zach Wilson but one thing that everybody's been talking about, right? Denzel Mims. I would love to see him out on the field because this guy can stretch your defense. I remember in 2017 playing for Robert Sala in the San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shannon has the head coach. We had a receiver, Mark, Mark, uh, Marquis Goodwin, yep, right? Speed guy, kind of like Mims, can stretch the field, wasn't the best route runner, but this guy you had to respect him taking a shot down the field. And what that does is that buys one of your safeties. And I think that's how Mike LaFleur can use Denzel Mims. This guy runs a 4-3 at 2-15, 6-foot-3 EA. Put him on the field and have him go <laughs> straight for go routes, post routes. Either way, a safety has to respect that because once a, when that speed is on the field and he gets you on your toes, if you're not out of your backfield, he's he's gone. Kind of like what Robbie Anderson happened in, in, in the, in the Panthers game, right? You have to know your personnel and everybody knows Denzel Mims can run and He had one catch for 40 yards. Dude hadn't played the whole game. Talking about getting explosive play after sitting the first three and a half quarters of the game, going out there producing. Kind of reminded me in the preseason game versus Giants, what, third and 18? Mm -hmm. Takes a quick slant route and just muscles his way for 20 plus yards and gets the first down. So this guy is a big play receiver. We have to find a way to get him on the field more.
0: You're right. Uh, fourth and eight from the 25, 3:20 on the clock. Still, I've seen guys uh, punt in that situation, mm. use their timeouts, even so, too, even though it was a yeah. two possession game. uh Bottom line, so you'd like to see Mims more. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Mm.
1: Man, the injuries keep on piling up. Yeah, they do. It's it's tough. It's tough. I, you lose Lamarcus Joyner really early in the game, and he was a guy that a lot of people weren't talking about. With he was going to be a key his, piece on his defense. He was a pivotal piece on his defense just because of his history, right? Played played some nickel, has the cover skills, can cover tight ends, can get into the box. And they love that, that
0: he could come down, play man-to-man. Exactly.
1: And then you could have Marcus May play deep. But now with an injury like that, and it seems like he may be gone for the year, Redwine goes into the game. And, and we saw that he had just gotten here, what, four or five days before mm-hmm. that. Um, you have to know your personnel. And he's, he's a young player. Robbie Anderson, all he's going to run is a go or post. And you have to know what type of speed he brings. But I like that they picked up Adrian Colbert and they activated him on Sunday. He's a guy that's real familiar with this defense. I played with him in 2017 with the San Francisco 49ers. They drafted him at safety. He ended up starting later on in that year. He's a guy that can play at a high level but has had some injury issues and when he came in the game, I, kind of, I think you saw like the swing of the game kind of change a little bit because he's more comfortable than Red Wine in his defense because he's played in it a lot more. He left San Fran and then went to Seattle, which is this, a similar defense. Right. So this guy knows his defense. Plus, I don't know if everybody knows this. He was just with the Patriots during this offseason. So you can get some valuable information from this guy. He's he going to know. Tell. I love it. He's going to know some tendencies that, you know, with Mac Jones being that quarterback, I think he gets to start this week next to Marcus Mann
0: let me throw a little curveball at you okay i thought michael carter the second was awfully impressive that's not a curveball he balled nope. do you think about lining him up at safety putting javelin gidry at nickel
1: i mean carter has the history of playing safety i think i felt like he did so well at, at nickel i would leave him there yeah you have a guy in, in cobert that is comfortable playing safety that's played safety in in this defense before and then if you want to you know work with Carter during the week just in case something happens injury wise okay. and then you you have Goodry still playing slot I literally like the rotation of them going back and forth in the slot and then dying packages having them both on the field because they both balled out I mean Goodry made a great open field tackle on Christian McCaffrey but the way that Michael Carter played the ball in the slot fade like perfect man turn <laughs> playing the hands of the receiver. Fighting through the hands and knocking the ball out of his head. like That's that a veteran was play
0: right there. That not was a guy, not a that was effect.
1: veteran, but it was teach tape. Yeah, like literally that. So I was gonna be able to cut that up and show DBs for the next five to ten years. This is how you play the slot fade from the slot position. And Bryce Hall played well. Brandon Echols showed up big too in the run game and in the pass game. And I know everybody was worried about the young corner position and would they be exposed? But these guys went out there and fought and competed. And Coach <coughs> Coach Obrick. I was surprised. I, I was lying. I was yelling at the TV, like, get these guys out of man coverage every play. But these kids were feisty. They went out there and fight, and you heard Solid talk about it. He's been excited about this young group because they are fighters. And The thing is, when you have young players, they don't know any better, EA. They're going to go out there and compete because that's all they know. So that's the good thing about – the one good thing about having youth is that young players are going to go out there and fight, compete, play with effort, and play hard. And that's exactly what this young group did.
0: All right. So we broke that down on Jets game day with Robert Sala. You can check that, that out locally. Sunday, CBS 1130 a.m. Weekly. Uh, shameless plug there. Um, <laughs> dudes. Bottom line is they give up 19 points. Yeah. If you give up 19 points you every week, <laughs> sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up for 17 of
1: those. Yeah. And the NFL, if you hold people to 19 points, you should win majority of your games. Like you literally have to score minimum twenty-one points in the NFL to to win a game. Um, we saw that in week one. Some offenses are gonna be slower. It's gonna probably take them to week four, but cause so many teams have not played their players in preseason. So the offense is gonna be a little bit behind. We saw that in the Miami New England game, right? Low score, 17 to 16. Yep. Um, the Pittsburgh game, I believe. 20 to 16, right? 23-16, 23-16, yep. so low-scoring games. So, in the beginning of the season, if you play with effort and you execute a lot of the times, you can win games, like, just off of effort alone. And we saw what the defense did out there. Besides that second quarter, man, this defense played really well. Didn't give up any points in the Your first guy, quarter. Your guy, John Franklin Myers, was popping. I've in. been trying to tell everybody, <laughs> this guy is going to be the dark horse of the defense. It's because he's so versatile, right? He plays... And got a TFL. Then, Albrecht did a really good job making sure that he had one-on-one ability with the offensive guard. Like, so what he did is he put the defensive line in the bare front, brought CJ Mosley to the to the edge, and then he went man coverage. But he guaranteed that his his pass rushers in the inside. Which we said the, the inside three for the for the um, Panthers, they were gonna have to take it. Our defensive line was uh, the Jets' defensive line was gonna have to take advantage of them. So what Albrecht did is he put them in the bare front. So you got John Franklin Myers on a backup guard. And if as a D coordinator and, and Coach solid, like you love that matchup. You like,
2: take it every, you week. Take it
1: every week. and He made quick work of that backup guard and got a sack and had a few hits. And people were talking about Quentin Williams didn't have a, such a big game. But he had two quarterback hits, had a few tackles, few stops in the run game. Um Foley showing up in the pass rush game, which was kind of unexpected, getting a quarterback hit. But you need a guy like, fully to push that pocket and that's what he did versus the center he took paradis back like seven yards and, and got to sam daughter and hit him so i really like the depth of our our you know D tackle position but john franklin myers takes it up a notch when he's able to slide in into three technique and rush over a guard
0: what about linebacker how much of a concern yeah. is there right now because jared davis <laughs> yeah. he's gonna be out until at least the sure and then jamie sure <laughs> goes out in the first quarter down sean phillips was yeah. a practice squad call up on saturday Ball. he leads a team with nine <laughs> tackles he got cj mosley and hansen nazar Dean. yeah playing his first professional
1: game yeah it's tough it's, it's kind of like what the jets are going through right now right testing depth at each position and i we talked about this in preseason like i liked our linebacker group but i was like if anybody gets hurt we're in trouble because we just don't have the depth necessary And not only did somebody get hurt, we lose two linebackers (laughs) before week one. Sherwood got hurt early in the game. Jared Davis got hurt in the preseason game. And then Delshawn Phillips comes in and played admirable, but led the team in tackles. Now, there was some leakage yards there at the end, but, I mean, how many reps did this kid probably get as far as practice going against the Panthers this week? Probably none. Right. Goes in there and leads the team in tackles. So, I mean, if, if you're Robert Sala, you're ecstatic that this young kid came in, was prepared, was ready when his name was called, went out there and played hard and balled. So going forward, will he be the starter? I think he's earned the right to potentially be the starter this week versus the Patriots.
0: Patriots have a sound offensive line. You know they're going to try to attack on the ground, so a little bit of a different matchup. Christian McCaffrey gets his yards, but I thought the Jets had awfully good penetration on a yeah. lot of plays, and he just makes positive yards where you're going to see better blockers up front this week against yeah. the Patriots. Probably a lot of two tight end looks as well. Uh, 100%. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a uh, uh, different matchup. Quarterbacks. Yeah. The rookie class. Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields not playing yet in Chicago. And then you have Mac Jones, mm. New England. Who's your favorite quarterback coming out?
1: This is not me being a homer. This is being <laughs> 100%. And you can catch me on record saying this before the draft, but I had Zach Wilson as the number one quarterback. And it's probably because I saw him more than I saw the other quarterbacks like in person. Um, I called the games for UCF and UCF played BYU in the Boca bowl. This kid could have sat the game out. He was going top five regardless. But for him to go out there, play with everything to lose, right? Because you get injured that game, who knows what happens. Right. He went out there and put it on a display, EA, as far as showing everything that everybody has been talking about the arm strength, the off-platform throws, the mobility. Like, they they use Zach Wilson in the red zone at BYU, and that's something that I wonder if Michael Ford would do. I know you want to protect your quarterback. You like the two-point but, conversion, right? But his mobility, yes. like, using him in the red zone more and using that mobility, <clears throat> because that buys another runner for you. When you have a quarterback that can run and make plays with his legs, it gives the deep defense nightmares, because that's another person you have to account for in the run game. Yeah. So – his mobility, they used him on quarterback counters, they used him um on quarterback draws in the red zone. Like the intangibles that this kid has. Like
0: I, I think honestly ten, not, I think he had 10 rushing touchdowns last year. Yeah. And to your point about the athleticism, I think people always say, Yeah, he's athletic. No, he's he's supremely he's le- athletic.
1: Legitimately athletic. I yeah. mean, you saw it like <laughs> it was six sacks, it could have been 10. Like, how many times? he spin out of Hassan Reddick's uh, arms? Yep. How many times did he spin out of Brian B- Burns' arms? Like, this kid has pocket awareness. He's pocket savvy, but he's athletic. Like, people always say mobility. No, he's this kid's athletic. Like, he can get it done with his legs. So, I wonder if that is something that Michael LaFour will take a look at. And in the red zone, maybe throw in a quarterback draw. Yep. You know, throw he threw in the zone read right there where he scored on it. Maybe throw in a, a quarterback counter for him where you get him on the edge with his legs and maybe have an RPO option off of where he can run, but then maybe throw the ball and just get this kid on the edge and use his mobility.
0: All right. Let's go rapid fire here before we get to Morgan Moses. Let's do it. Most surprising result in the National Football League week one.
1: It had to be Tennessee getting drummed by Arizona. I mean, that that New Orleans and the Packers. So I mean, because to me, Tennessee, their issue was defense, right? They spent a lot of money: Bud Dupree, Janoris Jenkins, and that defense still got drummed. And then Chandler Jones, like Tyler Lawan's All-Pro offensive tackle. Yeah, he made him look like he was no pun intended a practice squad player. And I've played in practice squads, so that's you know not a shot at anybody. But when you're a Pro Bowl player and and a guy you know gets five sacks on you. Something's not right there, EA. So like, it's, what is it's Chandler true.
0: Jones on pace now with the 17-game season? That's, that's what they
1: said. He's going to set the record <laughs> with the pace. But then also how Green Bay came out on offense, which I kind of called this. Right, Aaron Rodgers missed the whole offseason. No mini camp. Didn't really get with his receivers like he has done in the past. I think by week four, the Green Bay Packers will come along. But I knew they were going to have some growing pains. Like, your quarterback can't miss the whole offseason, even though he's beefing with the people upstairs and just – think you're going to go out there and perform. Yes, you had all the training camp and and things of that manner, but you see Tom Brady and what makes him so great. He's taking
0: snaps in the preseason.
1: In the preseason, but he's also with his receivers in the offseason before offseason training even begins. Mm. And then when they break away from the team for those six weeks, he's with his receivers multiple times, getting ready ready for training training. And that's something that Aaron Rodgers routinely does, but he didn't do this year.
0: All right, so we just got word that Morgan Moses is getting in the extra work. (laughs) right now, so he's not actually going to be appearing on the podcast getting ready for those stunts and and (laughs) games up front from the Patriots. dudes. okay, AFC East, this week, Jets-Patriots, we talked about that, but what do you think about the Bills who lost at home to the Patriots going down to Miami who secured that victory up in Foxborough last week?
1: It'll be a tough, tough battle. The thing is with the Bills, and I've kind of called this, right? until you have some semblance of a run game, it's gonna be hard for you guys to dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs. And we saw that play a part Sunday versus Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, you pay Josh Allen a lot of money, but having him drop back 50 times, EA, is not gonna do it. Especially if you have a team like Pittsburgh that can rush with four and get after you. And granted, the Pittsburgh D-line is probably one of the best, if not the best D-line collectively together in the NFL. Very good group. But if you can play zone, right, and that Brian Daybell office just you know they 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 lit people up last year, throwing the ball down the field. It seems like Josh Allen was pressing to do that again yesterday versus Pittsburgh when he had to check down wide open, when he could have went to the third read and got six or seven yards. What they did, they did a really good job of putting hands on Stefan Diggs and then they bracketed him. Mm-hmm. So he never just had free releases. And Stefan Diggs will kill you if he gets a free release, but Pittsburgh was not going to allow him to do that. And they got after him with a front four. And they did a really good job of disguising fronts, right? It looks like it would only be a three-man rush that Melvin Ingram would add. So it essentially wasn't a blitz. It's a four-man rush, but it made it look like a blitz. And then they talk about the communication on the offensive line. If Melvin Ingram is just walking around, you have to know that most likely they're not going to drop him in coverage. He he came to Pittsburgh to rush opposite sides of Watt. Like, he's coming, so you just got to know where. The thing is, he's always been able to rush over guards, too. So most likely, if he's walking around, it's to get him one-on-one matchup with a guard. And Pittsburgh did a really good job of doing that. So the adjustments weren't there for Buffalo uh, yesterday. And and Brian Dayball, they struggled to adjust to to taking the check downs, taking the easy, the non-sexy plays, Right. right, and just moving the chains.
0: Well, let's see the, if the Bills get out of those four and wide, rec- four and five wide receiver sets this <laughs> You week. have
1: to run the football eventually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in, in, in Miami, I'll tell you what—they played a sound defensive game and they did not beat themselves yeah. in New England. That's why they came away with the victory. And the Dolphins have a wonderful opportunity to go to two and all in Invision. division. It's big, but shoot, you know, the you're looking at the Jets right now. You got a chance to even up your record and put the Patriots at 0 and go two you. with two
1: division losses. Yes. So, and, and that's monumental, right? It's it's a rookie quarterback coming in. Everybody's talking about Zach Wilson and what Billichick does. Well, let's not forget, there's a rookie quarterback on the other side yeah. who only averaged about six or seven yards per attempt yesterday. So it wasn't like he was just lighting it up. Now, he is efficient. That's what Mac Jones does. He's going to be efficient with the ball, but – On the the offensive side of the ball for New England, there's not one receiver besides Aguilar that you're really worried about going deep, beating you up top, right? And he's had problems with drops in the past. So this is going to be a rugged game. You got to, Jets, get your mind ready. This is going to be a rugged game. This is the hated Patriots, right? I don't know if a lot of these young guys know about the the history between the Jets and the Patriots, but this is a real rivalry right here. New England thinks they own the Jets. So you have to go in with that mindset. Like They're going to come and run the football behind that offensive line. Damian Harris, which you know usually Belichick benches guys that fumble the ball, but I think he was so effective last week. It's gonna to be, go back. it's gonna be hard to to bench him, right? He's gonna run with some anger because he he felt like he cost his team the game last week by fumbling it with about three minutes left on the clock, where they're about to go in and score. He's gonna run with some anger stevenson is a nice running back they have we I mean, you know what james white does out of the passing game you talk about christian. a lot of balls last week and you mentioned the two tight ends with John U. smith and hunter yeah, henry of course exactly and you talk about christian mccaffrey and what he did out of the backfield james white can do those same similar type things coming out of the backfield so johnny smith is going to be an issue in the pass game and hunter henry henry's a nice player too so you're going to see 12 personnel tiger sets they're going to run the ball effectively use that play action try to get johnny smith open Try to hit Nelson Aguilar on the free throws. Jacoby Myers there. Kendrick Bourne is like their position receiver. They're going to try to get him the ball. But you have to know, if you're on that defensive line and you're a linebacker, bring your big boy pads this week because it's going to be like 9 7 Oh, I
0: love it. Uh, I say the first team this week at Matt Stadium to score 20 points is going home of victor. Most likely. The, the official <laughs> Jets podcast is presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet.
2: WinBet is now live in New Jersey and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer risk free $500 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. offer subject to change, terms and condition at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. All
0: right, LeJay, let's bring in defensive tackle Foloronzo Fadakasi. Foloronzo, you grew up in New York. What is it going to be like, that atmosphere at MetLife Stadium Sunday against the Patriots? Because no fans during the regular season last year. This is the first time you're playing in front of the home faithful in more than 20 months.
3: Um, Man, it's going to be exciting to be back home uh, in front of uh, Jet Nation. Dog, like it's been an entire year with no fans, no no home fans. So to come back home and to have that extra battery pack uh, is going to feel uh, special. It's going to feel great.
1: Foley, talk about this heated rivalry. You know, you're, you're one of the veteran guys on this team. A lot of these younger guys might not know the history and the bad blood between these two teams. Talk about just just the heated rivalry and making sure that everybody is up to the task as far as their energy level, because we know New England coming off a loss, they're gonna come in and they're gonna they're bring that energy in. And there's, there's a lot of history between these two teams.
3: Uh, yeah, look, there's a lot of history between New England and uh, and, and the Jets. Uh, but, you know, uh, as you would know, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to game planning, execution, and um, going, on, uh, going out on game day and just doing what we need to do. So, uh, like, I wouldn't expect anyone else to do anything, you know, uh, to change up their process and how they prepare or anything like that because at the end of the day, it's, it's an important game because it's the next one, you know, uh, despite the history between the two teams Uh,
0: you guys feeding off each other up front you got so much talent there especially in the middle with yourself quinn and williams sheldon rankins and company Wait, i'm sorry you guys feeding off each other up front polarenzo you got so much talent up there with guys like yourself quinn and williams of course sheldon rankins and company
3: yeah, uh, we are feeding off each other, man. Uh, those guys in that room, they're really smart guys. Um, man, uh, game plan to a different level, and Carl's still heavily involved, you know, despite his injury. Um, and just being able to take what we what we say and what we do in our meeting rooms and take it on the field and execute it, um, it's, it's, it's a great feeling. Now, obviously, we understand we have to keep the standard high and continue to prepare as such. You know, coming uh, to New England, we all know what New England is about. And uh, listen, we have to just go in there and do the things that we feel confident that we can do.
1: Let's take it back to last week versus the Panthers. You had a strong game, not only in the run game, but affecting Sam Donald at the quarterback position. Talk about how you guys in the first quarter were dominant. Second quarter had some mislaps, some miscommunications. Execution wasn't there. But in that second half, man, you guys only gave up three points. We're dominant. I believe you hit Sam Donald eight times in the game. Just talk about what what flips switched in the second half. And is that something that you guys expect to do starting off the game from now on?
3: Um, I mean, look, as you would know, you know, games are very uh, unpredictable. You know, you never know what can what can happen in the game. But which is why you prepare so hard. So that way, when things get thrown at you, you'll be able to handle it. Um, And I think, you know, what we were able to do was just be able to key in on our details just a little, just a little bit more. Um, And what we expect to do is just take the things that we need to grow on and grow on it and take the things that we did well on and and build on it. And I think that's what's going to be important for this next game.
0: Uh, What does it mean to you to be voted uh, captain by your teammates?
3: Oh, man, it's it's a it's a blessing, you know, to be able to like. It sounds cliche, but to be able to for the guys in the locker room to look at you and and see you as, you know, uh, an example, a good example for the team and, you know, for someone to speak and to also lead by what they do. Uh, it's a it's a great feeling, man, for those guys to be able to vote me and, and the other four or five guys in. And, you know, I it, it 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 feels it feels good. It feels good. You know, it makes me feel like I'm on the right track.
0: Oh, you're definitely on the right track. There's no, no doubt about that. Can you talk about the standard that you guys have as a defense, that next man up mentality? Obviously, you guys are professional football players, man, but you're really young, and you've endured a lot so far. Robert Sala, your head coach, has said, hey, we're going to have to respond to adversity. I thought you responded to adversity very well in week one. Carl Lawson's out. Jared Davis is out. Jamie Sherwood went out of the ball game. Now LaMarcus Joyner is going to be out for the season.
3: Um, look, it's, it's important for us to understand that these guys that are down are very important guys, man, you know, obviously, you know, they want to be out there. They didn't expect and foresee that to happen, but what's important for us to understand is that the next person that's up has to understand that, yo, there can't be no drop off, you know? So, and, um, with that mentality and being keyed in in our preparation, you know, it'll help us, you know, come this next game.
1: Real quick, Foley, last question. Uh, looking forward to New England. We know they're going to run the ball. They have a veteran offensive line. What else have you seen on tape? And what do you guys need to key in on to get ready to prepare for New England this week?
3: Uh, shoot. Look, New England, hard-nosed team, uh, hard runs. Uh, Bill Belichick is obviously very, very, very smart. His resume speaks for himself, for itself. Um, and we're still game planning and figuring things out You know, as a unit. And once we become more detailed, you know, the biggest thing is for us to just go into that game and and handle it well and execute our assignments.
0: Hey, Fuller Runzo, thank you so much for
2: stopping by.
3: No problem, guys. Appreciate you.
0: All right, once again, the official Jets podcast with Eric Allen and Legé Ducible presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. The Jets, everybody in the National Football League talks about next man up. For yeah. us on the podcast today, it was not Morgan Moses, but it was full of old Fadakasi. Nice job for him to get in here prior to his workout. Um, final thoughts here. Expectations for this young Jets team as far as maybe starting off a little bit quicker yeah. in front of the crazy fans that you know are going to be at MetLife?
1: Yeah, starting the game off faster, executing at a higher level, I would be be my two takeaways for this game. We saw the fight and grit that this team had. They, they compete, they play with effort, and in that second half, they played complimentary football. Mm. They need to start a lot faster doing that. One thing that we didn't talk about is the special teams. Like Amendola pressed into the punting position,
0: well,
3: had a had a
1: night, had an amazing day, and then Justin Hardy. There's a reason they brought him in for that attitude. Going down there on kickoff, going down there on punt, making plays. So that's a, a um, one of the the three teams, you know, offense, defense, and special teams. If the Jets can swing that in their favor, start the game faster, execute at a higher level, then I like the Jets here at the end of the game. Get keep the game close, get it into the fourth quarter and then make a play to win the game. But you have to start the game faster. For Zach Wilson and the offense, you have to run the game, run the ball effectively. Don't have your quarterback dropping 40 or 50 times throwing the ball. And on defense, it's gonna come down to stopping the run. We saw what Damian Harris did last week, first the Miami Dolphins. You know, Belichick, he might be in the doghouse, maybe not, but I think he'll play. But with that veteran offensive line, the Patriots are gonna run the ball. They're gonna use play action. And Mac Jones is gonna get the ball out of his hand. So what will defensive coordinator Albrick do to switch things up, to make Mac Jones, I mean, Mac Jones, not just throw to that first read, make him wait and throw to that second or third read.
0: Uh, Great point about special teams. Amendola had a day for the ages. I mean, he he averaged 48.5 yards on
1: his- Kid hadn't punted since high school. Had a
0: 65 yarder. (laughs) Uh, Justin Hardy's gonna be a big time X factor for the Jets throughout the year to beat a Patriots team. Mm -hmm. You have to play well in all three All three phases. And we know that bottom line, Watch explosive plays this week because mm. the Patriots lost in week one because they didn't have explosive plays on offense. Mm-hmm. Gave up some plays down the field yep. without Stephon Gilmore in the past game. Can the Jets get more explosive plays and ultimately finish this game and leave one and one? It's going to be an awesome atmosphere. Dudes and I are going to break it down next week on official Desktop. podcast.